0: Thank you so much, Nigel, for inviting me, and and for yeah, Grand Slam as well. <laughs> it was it was fun, honestly. I uh, three years before that, I had a dream, not like my booster dream, but I literally dream, you know. And and I seen a man in my dream, and and I heard a voice saying to me, "Do you know this person?" And I was like, no. And, and he said, this is Jesus. So, a night before that, I've seen another man in my dream. And, and a voice was telling me two messages to that man. And I, and I never knew the man, never seen him before. Woke up in the morning, first person I met, it was that man. And it was, uh, you know, we were in holiday, we went to see my in-laws in Malawi, and, and the man was there. So he wanted to shake my hand, and I didn't. I was terrified, I was like really shocked. Didn't know what to do, so I just walked off. And, and a few minutes later, my wife, she came, and she was like, why are you being rude to somebody you don't even know? And I said, no, I know him. I've seen him all night long. <laughs> and, and that was really, you know, hard. Through that day I couldn't even rest, I couldn't even sit down. I I just asked my wife and my mother in law if I could see him and where does he live? And he said, Well, they actually just came from from America. He's an American minister. He's coming here to do some church work and and you know, he's in a hotel and most probably they're gonna be sleeping now. So I said, Well, okay then. Phone them. (laughs) Even they're sleeping. I just wanna talk to him. So I did. Uh, go there in the evening. Spoken to him, and I gave him that message I heard from God, and 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 the man was crying. Me and him, imagine two grown men in a restaurant, crying, in a table like, <laughs> it was a nice, you know, sight to be honest. But yeah, we cried, and and uh, the following night, as I said to you, I've seen Jesus in a dream, and I've seen. I've seen him, and the same voice was saying that this is, this is Jesus, and, I, and the only reason I believed it because what happened the night before, you know, seeing that man in a real life after seeing him in a dream, and I'm seeing the effect on him through that few words I just told him. I, I'm not sure if you're hearing God now. I'm sure he is speaking to you. There's a difference between hearing him and speaking. He always speaks. He always talks to us. Do we hear him? Do we give ourselves a chance to hear what God says? And, And we only can verify that by action. If we hear God say something, does it stay in line with his will for us? We need to test it. We can't just hear God and not do anything about it. So my, my, I think this is for all of us here. Practice hearing God and, and, and obey his command in whatever he says to you. So yeah, my name is Hani. I, uh, I know Nigel for a very long time. He baptized me. He took me to Macedonia. And, and I went as well to India with Gary, Gary Smith, Becky's dad. And, and and yeah, so God is good. Through that time, I, I came from a Muslim background, and it was very difficult for me to become a Christian. My grandfather is an imam. We have a mosque in our own house in Sudan, and and to leave all that, it was hard. I, I wasn't, you know. Uh, I wasn't comfortable to do it. I was scared, terrified. I thought something going to happen to me, something bad. It might really happen to me. And uh, I've asked God, you know, the God I was confused at that time, who is he? Is he Jesus? Is he the one Muhammad says? Who, who, who's God? And a verse came to me, and just exactly after that one, even though through the valley of shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Sometimes we get terrified, we get scared of following God because of pressure from friends, from family, and even from things that we love. We love a lot of stuff, and sometimes they're in God will, sometimes they not. And, and which way do we go? Are we secure in let-go stuff? Or are we not? Material stuff we love, are they our comfort? Or where our comforts come from? My, my speak, I think, and, and what I was wanted to, to say, is revolve around love. We sang about love earlier. We 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 love each other. But how do we love each other? And why? My wife came from a a Catholic background. We got married twenty years now. Last August, we've been together for the twenty-two years, and and she loved me regardless of my background I was Muslim she was Christian but we love each other as people but also we are enemies spiritually speaking I was her enemy I wasn't providing the love that Jesus intended us to provide for each other I was loving her, but I was a stumble block for her as well. She used to go to church every Sunday. My work has changed, my work becomes so demanding that I need to work Friday night and Saturday night. So I come home on Sunday morning about 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, and need to sleep. So she looks after the children. We have three children. That caused her not to go to church. I loved her, and I love her, and I love my children. I wanted to provide for them. And that was financially. Take them to nice holidays and buy them nice things. But at the same time... I was blocking them for having a relationship with God. I thought of being generous to them in, in, in a sense of being a father. But I wasn't because I was stumbled block for them. They couldn't go to church. They couldn't worship God. They didn't have time to do that. The time they supposed to be there in a the community that will care and love them I wanted to sleep. It was hard. I didn't know that. I was being a stumble block. That word, I don't know, been repeated so many times. Are you being in that position? Is is anyone in your life now need to know Jesus? And you're not doing anything about it. It's responsibility. Whoever is in your life now, it's not there by mistake. It's not an accident. It's somebody God has put there under your responsibility for you to take an action. Even though I was that to my wife, she did something about it. She prayed every single night for me to become a follower of Jesus. She could have given up in a week, two, three, a year, two, three, five, 10 years, she didn't. She kept praying for 11 and a half years. When I found out she was praying, I had a right going and we had a big fight. <laughs> I said, no, I'm Muslim, I'm happy, and I don't want you to pray for me. Please don't pray for me. And she was like, no, I'm going to pray for you. And I was like, no, you're not going to pray for me. And we really had a, had a gun, you know, about it. But she used to pray for me. When I go to work, she go into my daughter's room and pray. And constantly, she prayed for 11 and a half years till I become a Christian. She stood in the gap for me. Who's in your family or in your circle of friendship or colleague at work, or, or your neighbor, they don't know Christ yet. What are you doing about it? Do you pray? Do you, talk to him about, do you talk to them about him? Do you talk to him about them? You know, it's a command. Jesus said, love one another. Paul talked about love in so many areas. Uh, next slide, please. And, and he tried to describe love. You know, love is kind, patient, does not envy, does not boast, it's not proud, not self seeking. There's so many things about love. I think it's more than that list, love. Way more than that list. Why? Why? Why did he say all that? You know? It, your church here is a very generous church. I know that. Pastor Nigel, he was talking about Pakistan. A few months ago, you guys generously gave 2,000 pounds for Sudan Abil. Something I started through Elim, and, and, and I can tell you stories about it. The £2,000 gone a long way. The situation in Sudan is really horrible at the moment. There's a civil war being ongoing since April. That £2,000 provided food for over 400 families, Christian families, basic food. That money we used for children with trauma from the wall through an organization. A friend of mine, he's an artist, he lead that organization. We did therapy through music and drama for children. In two days, we have over 1,500 children in that tent. This is your generosity, your kindness. And this is Love is kind. You've been so kind to us and and I I thank you for that. I can't thank you enough, to be honest. You you touch thousands of people. 400 family in Sudan, the average family is about five people. That's 2,000 people in one town. 1,500 children in another town. 3,500 people plus the stuff around that, plus the people who heard what's going on. your 2,000 pound touch, 1,000 multiply. And that's what love does. Love never stays one, it multiplies. It, it brings new things. It, it radiates into, into people's hearts. And people, they wanted to be part of it when they see it. You know, I, I tell you a little story. My, my family, all of them are still Muslims. Not my, my wife is Christian and kids are Christian, but they're the immediate family. I grew up in a house with my cousins. I didn't have siblings at the time. And my cousins, four girls, they my sisters, my two other cousins, male ones, they were older than us and they were away at university at the time. One of those girls, she got two boys and her husband, and they were stuck in a war, they, could, they didn't know where to go. And I said to them, okay, we, we have a church in Ethiopia, we try to help you through that church. They know I'm Christian. And I spoke to the church in Ethiopia. And the church they said, okay, what we're gonna do, we're gonna go to the border of Sudan and and, and, and meet them there. What the church did, actually they walked into Sudan, they drove into Sudan and they put them in a car. And 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 through immigration, they did everything for them. They didn't have to queue up or anything. And and they put them in a plane and landed in Addis Ababa, the capital of Ethiopia. And the first things my cousin said to me. I want my son to marry from those people. They they kind people, they're generous, they loving people. They made sure they put them in a the house when they arrived under the border. And they fed them. And they gave them whatever they need. They took them VIB treatment, literally. You know, they didn't have to queue up for anything. They were sitting in their car, their passport being taken to immigration. Understand. They took them all the way to the steps, flight. Literally, they didn't have to go through immigration at the airport or at the border. And she was shocked. The amount of love she has received in those two days. It was huge. And, and her heart has shifted. And... and any mother here she will know exactly what kind of wife she wants for her son you know and 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 she wanted a christian wife for him and and that's just come out of a kind loving way of doing things they didn't even have to preach the gospel to them they showed them the gospel and what God meant. And what Jesus instructed us to do. And this is the God we love. you know. And, and I'll show you this photo here. It's uh, equality and equity. It's different. I came to Christ nine and a half years ago, not knowing anything. My needs were different to, to Nigel's need, to Steve, to... Nuri, to Josie, to so many people in this church, to Dan and, you know, and, but I've been treated according to my needs. The church could be fair and treat everybody equally but that's not good. God doesn't do that. He treats us and he comes to us according to our needs and into our level of understanding my first dream with Jesus, it was in 2010. End of 2010, around October 2010. And it took me three and a half years of dreams. Every single week, I see Jesus in a dream. Not because I'm a but because I'm a very awkward person, hard. You know, I'm, I'm stubborn. I don't know if you see a donkey in a farm, sometimes they have to persuade him in a a certain way to to go forward and to do things. And that exactly was me, my heart, stuff. Don't be jealous if you see somebody getting a lot of attention, especially in in a setting like this. They're getting that attention because they need that different from yours because they needed that attention. Because their heart is different from you. You don't know what that person gone through or what that person's thinking or what's in them. You know? We, we can say we're fine, we're happy, but are we really inside? Sometimes there's a stuff within us we don't even know exists. I, I, I was I can't say thank you enough to Nigel. He, he mentored me and, and he showed me a lot. And, and, and when I'm stuck, he told me how to do things. He showed me how to do things. And, 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 and this is what we need to do for each other. Jesus said, love one another the way I loved you. I can't recall any verse in the Bible, Jesus said to somebody, I love you. But I can recall so many incident and verses there he showed love. He has been there when it been needed. When they had somebody died, he gone there and raised them. When there was somebody sick, he healed them. When there were people hungry, he fed them. There's so many things he did. You know? And and the disciples they completely understood that. They got grasp of it and they knew what love meant. When he said, Love one another the way I loved you. You know the the we're gonna skip one slide, I think go to the last one. Jesus after resurrection, he came to Peter. And and he said to Peter, Do you love me? Peter was like, Yeah, I love you. You know? It was like, Yeah. Feed my lamb. And, and, and I think what Jesus is well saying to us here. Do you love me? And when you say yes, look at the person next to you in life, what their needs are. Do you love me? Protect so and so. Do you love me? Go and visit Auntie Lorraine. Do you love me? Stop doing what you're doing in your spare time. Do you love me? Take somebody for a coffee and ask them how they're doing. Do you love me? You know, protect your children from being exposed to bad things. Do you love me? What do you think God will want from you to do? Ask yourself what do you think God's saying to you now? For you, but ultimately for other person. Because I'm sure he's saying something to somebody else regarding you. And this is the whole thing. When he asked when he asked Peter here, Do you love me? He never said to Peter, Go and do something for yourself. He said to him, Go and do something for others. And this is the love. God's require from us. You love me, you do things for others. You don't have to love them to do it for them. You love them because I told you to love them. It's not easy to love other people sometimes. It's really hard. <laughs> you know, I can tell you so many stories, but this is, the, this is the situation. You love people because God has commanded us to love others, not because we chose chosen to love them. So, please, take yourself out of the equation and, 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 and don't be self-centered. This is not for you. Your life is not for you. Your life is for somebody else. And somebody else's life is for you. Live for others. Don't live for yourself. Yeah. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your love. Thank you for the freedom, Father God, you have given us. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters that they don't have the freedom to come and worship you and, and pray in a, in, a, in a group and in, in a collective manner like this, Father God. They, they pray underground and they and they worship you underground. Father God, we pray for the church in Pakistan, in, in Morocco, in, uh, in Libya, in, in so many places, Father God. Places that people are hurting at the moment. We pray for the love to show up. You people love. In generosity, in care, and above all, in protection, Father God. And Father, I pray for this church that you... You keep breaking the record, the numbers, and people, they, they come in here because your love is showing. There, will, there wouldn't be walls here. It will be invisible walls and people, they can see the love coming through to the community, Father God. And exactly like what my cousin said, I want my son to marry from these people because they are caring and loving. Let it be the same way attracting people to this church. We want to be sitting next to these people because uh, they are loving and caring.
1: In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Annie. Just as Annie was talking, uh, it reminded me, you might have heard this phrase before where somebody said, love is a verb. Love isn't just an emotion, it's a doing word. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to do love if you've never been loved if you've never experienced that selfless love that Hani's talking about it's very difficult to begin to live like that and Hani lives like that because he's immensely aware of the love of god in his life and all the things we're not giving money to pakistan so god might love us more we're giving money to pakistan because god's loved us in the first place we're not bringing food for the food bank next week to earn more brownie points and think that God might look down on us a little bit better if we give some food to the food bank we're doing so because God's already been immensely generous to us in his love and in his grace and in his mercy and I'm just reminded of the heart of what Hanny's talking about this morning is that uh, God is love. And you'll never walk in the things that Hanny's talking about until you grasp that simple reality that God is love. And that astonishing, amazing outpouring of love and grace and mercy that God wants to give into your life. And then when you live like that, you realise that it's possible for you to demonstrate love to others in obedience to Jesus. But what we're not saying this morning is, the equation isn't this, if you do all these things and show love, God will love you. That's not the equation. The equation is the other way around. The equation is God loves you. And when you realise that and embrace that and accept that, it becomes possible to live that life of love and care and sacrifice that Hanny has been talking about so bless you honey for that word this morning and before we sing i'm just going to say one final thing if the god in heavens can reveal himself to honey in a dream how many weeks in a row how many three and a half years of dreams of revelations of seeing jesus in his dream if, if, if God's got the patience to do that, hasn't he got the patience to do something in your life? If there's a story of faith there behind him, behind Hanny, it's his wife, 11 and a half years, Gloria praying. Wow. If God could do something through the 11 and a half years of somebody's prayers, could God do something through our prayer day tomorrow? our three days of prayer your prayers for those of you who've almost given up on a family member has that been an encouragement this morning of this man standing in front of us he's a product of his wife's prayers amongst other things isn't that incredible isn't that astonishing so let's take let's take some faith let's take some hope this morning let's remember that our starting point is god's incredible love demonstrated for us through his son jesus and let's be active in our faith loving others we we were putting this in the same same principles in the prayer meeting earlier but we were talking about a blessing we were saying god has blessed us so let's be a blessing to others because of the rich blessings god has loved us Let's love others. God has blessed us. Let's bless others. God has been generous to us. Let's be generous to others. But all of that falls flat on its face without without our anchor being the incredible, astonishing, sacrificial love that Jesus has shown us on the cross. And until we understand that and receive that, until we go back to those words I was saying earlier, sorry, thanks, please then we're never going to go on that journey of discovery and new life that hani has been talking about this morning. You're not rushing off, are you, afterwards? So if you want to have a conversation with Hani, if you want to hear more about those dreams and revelations, you didn't tell us one bit of the story. I think this is right, that didn't God show you two men who were going to... Jesus show you two men who were going to tell you about him. Is this right? And you walked into the Alpha Course... On the first night, and the two men that you'd seen in your dream were two men who were leading the Alpha Course. One of those, one of those was Dan's dad, Steve. Yeah, another one was Alan Matthias, is that right? So, so God, God, we might not hear it all the time, but God is in the business of encountering people, moving them from darkness to light. It's happening all over the world, and we want to see it happening in Barry, don't we?